May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sci-Fi, Youth by Isaac Asimov, with a splat of pebbles against the window. The younger stirred in sleep, another, and he was awake. He sat up stiffly in bed. Seconds passed when he interpreted his strange surroundings. He wasn't in his own home, of course. He was out in the country. It was colder than it should be. It was green at the window, slim. The call was a hoarse, urgent whisper. Younger bounded to the open window. Sam wasn't his real name, but he had a new friend he had met the day before and needed only one look, his slight figure to say, You're slim. Yeah, I'm red. Red wasn't his real name either, but it appropriates. This was obvious. They were friends instantly. The quick, unquestioning friendship of young ones, not quite in adolescence. Before even the first trains of adulthood began to make their appearance, Sam cried, Hi, Red, away cheerfully, still blinking, a shape out of himself. Red crept to his croaking whisper, Quiet, you want to wake us, somebody? Slim noticed that at once that the sun scarcely topped the lower hills in the east, and the shadow was long and soft, and the grass was wet. Slim said more softly, What's the matter? Red only waved for him to come out. Slim dressed quickly, girdly, unconfining his morning watch to momentarily sprinkle with a little lukewarm water. He let the air dry and exposed portions of his body so he could run, run out, while bare skin grew wet against the dewy grass. Red said, You've got to be quiet. Your mum wakes up or dead. Or your dad, or even any of the hands, then would be, it'd be, come on in, you'll catch your death of cold, making the voice and tone faithfully. So that Red laughed and thought there was never been so funny a fellow as Red. Slim said eagerly, Do you come out here every day like this, Red? Real early? It's like the whole world is just yours, isn't it, Red? No one else around, and all like, all like, like, all like that. He felt proud at being all loud entrance to this private world. Red said at him, sighed long. 
he said carelessly. I've been up for hours. Did you hear it last night? Hear what? Thunder. Was there a thunderstorm? Slim never slept for a thunderstorm. I guess not. But there was thunder. I heard it. Then I went to the window and it wasn't raining. But it was all, there was all stars and, and, and the sky was just getting sort of almost grey. You know what I mean. Slim had never seen it. So but he nodded. So I just thought, I'll go out, said Red. He walked along the grease, grassy side of the concrete road. He split the panorama right to the middle, all the way down to where it vanished along the hills, among the hills. It's so old that Red's father couldn't tell Red when it was, had been built. It, was, it hadn't, didn't have a crack or rough spot in it. Red said, can you keep a secret? Sure, Red. What kind of secret? Just a secret. Maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I don't won't. I don't know yet. Red broke a little supple stem from a fern that passed methodically stripped with its leaflets and swung what was left whip-fashioned. A moment he was on a wild charger which reared and champed down his, clamped under his iron control. Then he got tired, tossed the whip aside and stowed the ink charger away according to his imagination for future use. He said, There'd be a circus around, Sim said. That's no secret. I knew that. My dad told me that. Me, even before he came here. That's not a secret. Fine secret. Ever see a circus? Oh, sure, you bet. Like it? Say, there isn't anything I like better. Red was watching out the corner of his eyes again. Ever think you would like, ever think you would like to be with a circus? I mean, for good? Then considered. I guess not. I think I'll be an astronaut, astronomer. Like my dad, I think he wants to be. You like, I think he wants me to be. Hmm, astronomer, said Red. Slim felt the doors of a new private world closing to him. Astronomy became a thing of dead stars and black, empty space. He said, Zerkus would be more fun. You were just saying that. No, I'd not. No, I'm not. I meant it. Red grew argumentative. Suppose you had a chance to join the circus right now. What would you do? I see red affected scornful laughter. Red slim was sung. I'd join up. Go on, try me. Red whirled at him, strange and tense. You mean that? You want to go go in with me? What do you mean? Slim stepped back a bit, surprised by an expected challenge. What's something that can get us into the circus? Maybe someday we can even have a circus of our own. Could be the biggest circus fellows in the world. That's if you w- want to go in with me. Otherwise, well, I guess I can do it on my own. I just thought, just give good old Slim a chance. Well, it was strange and glamorous. And Slim said, sure thing, Red. I'm in. What, uh, Red, tell me what it is. Figure it out. That's, that's the most important thing in the circuses. Slim f- thought desperately. He wanted to give the right answer. Funny, he said, acrobats? Holy smokes. I wouldn't go five steps to, to look at acrobats. I don't know then. Animals, that's what, that's what the best side, what's the best side do? The biggest crowds, even the main rings, the best acts are animal acts. No doubt in Red's voice. Do you think so? Everybody thinks so. You ask so anyone. Anyway, I found animals in the morning, two of them. And you got them? And you got them? Sure, that's a secret. Are you, are you telling? Of course not. Okay, I got them in the barn. Do you want to see them? 
We were most at the barn, a huge open door, door, black, too black. They had been heading there all the time. Slim stopped in his tracks. He tried to make his words casual. Are they big? Would fall? Would I? Would I fall with them? They were big. They can't hurt you. They're only about as long as I got them in the cage. There's a barn now, and the slim, solid, large cage suspended from a hook to the roof. It's covered with stiff canvas. They said we used to have some bird there or something. Anyway, they can't get away from there. Come on, let's go up, up to the loft. They clambered up the wooden stairs. Red hooked the cage towards them. Slim pointed and said, There's a sort of hole in the canvas. Fred frowned. What did they get there? How did that get there? He lifted the canvas, looked in, and said with relief, Still there, the canvas appeared to be burned. Very slim. You want to look, or don't you? Slim nodded slowly. He wasn't sure he wanted to do after all. There might be. The canvas had been jerked off. Where there they were, there they were. Two of them, the way Red saw, said. They were small, sort of disgusting looking. And was moved quickly as the canvas lifted on the side towards the youngers. Red poked a cautious finger at them. What else said Slim in agony? They, they won't, don't hurt you, said Red. Even see anything like them? No. Can't you see how a circus would jump a chance to have these? Maybe they're too small for a circus. Red looked annoyed. He let, the, oh, let go of the cage which swung back and forth in fashion. You're just trying to back out, aren't you? No, it's not. No, not. It's just they're not too small. Don't worry. Right now, I've got one worry. What's that? Well, I've got to keep them till the circus comes, don't I? Got to figure out how, what to feed them. Meanwhile, Kate swung and the little trap creatures clung to its bars, gesturing at the youngers with queer, quick emotions, almost as though they were intelligent. The stranger entered the dining room with decorum. He felt very much the guest. He said, "Where are the youngers? My son isn't in his room." The industrious smiled. Been out for hours. Her breakfast was forced into them among the women. Some time ago, so there is nothing to worry about. Youth, Doctor Youth, Youth. The words seemed to depress the astronomer. They ate breakfast in silence. Joshua said once, "You really think they'd come? They so look so normal." Stroller said, "They'll come." That was all. Otherwise, Joshua said, "You upon me. I not conceive you're playing as so elaborate tokes. You really spoke to them, as I, as I speak to you. At least in a sense, they can project thoughts. I gather they must." Go from your, I gather so, from your letter. How I wonder. I could not say, I asked them. Of course they were vague. Oh, and perhaps it was just, I could not understand. It involves the potential, the focusing, the fault. Even though then, that conscious tension on the part of the, both projector and receptor, it's quite a while before I realised they're trying to think, trying to think at me. Some fault projectors may be part of science, They'll give us, perhaps, said Odysseus, you yet think of the change it will bring to society, a thought projector. Why not? Change, change could be good for us. I don't think so. It's only an old age that changes one welcome, said astronomer. And race can be old as well as individuals. Odysseus pointed out the window. 
You see, that road is built before wars. I don't know exactly when. It's good now is the day it was built. We can't possibly duplicate it now. The race is young when when that was built, huh? Then yes, at least they weren't afraid of new things. Now I wish they had been. Where society before wars destroyed, Doctor. What good are youth and new things? We're better off now. The world is peaceful and jogs along. The race goes nowhere, but after all, nothing, nowhere to go. You prove that. Men have built the road. I will speak, will speak with your visitors as agreed. If they come, but I think they will only ask them to go. Race is not going anywhere. Nowhere, said the astronomer earnestly. It's going f- towards final destruction. My university is a smaller student body each year. Fewer books have written. Less work is done. Old man sleeps in the sun. His days are peaceful and unchanging. But each day he finds him nearer death all the same. Very well, well, said the justice. No, no, don't dismiss it. Listen, if I wrote you, investigate your position in the preparatory colony. You found me solvent, interrupted an industrious smiling. Well, yes, oh, I see you're joking. And yet perhaps the joke's not far off. You're less solvent than your father. He's a sovereign than his father. Perhaps your son will no longer be sovereign. Because it's too troublesome for the planet to support the industries that still exist. Though they are toothpicks to the oak tree before the wars. We'll be back to visit comedy and then to what the caves. The infusion of fresh technological knowledge will be the changing of all that. Not just the new knowledge, rather the whole effect of the change broadening horizon look sir i chose you to approach this, this matter not because you were rich and influential government officials because you had unusual reputation with these days of daring to break with tradition our people resist change you would know how to handle them how to see to that that the youth of the races have revived yes with its atomic bombs the atomic bombs returned to astronomer Need not be the end of civilization. If it is of mine, had their atomic bombs or whatever these equivalent was on the werewolves, survived it because they didn't give up. Didn't you see? It wasn't a bomb that defeated us, but our shell shock. This may be the last chance to reverse the process. Tell me, said Justice, what do these friends from space want in return? Hesitated, he said, I'll be truthful with you. They come from a denser planet, as rich in the lightest atoms. They want magnesium and aluminium? No, sir, carbon and hydrogen. They want coal and oil. Really? Astronomer said quickly, You're going to ask, you are going to ask why creatures who have mastered space travel, therefore, type power, would want coal and oil. I can't answer that. Jonathan smiled, but I can. This is best evidence yet of truth for your story. Superficially, atomic power would seem to elude. Include the use of coal and oil. However, quite apart from the energy gained by the combustion, they remain and always will remain the basic raw material of organic chemistry. Plastic, dyes, parochemicals, solvents, industry would not could not exist without them, even in atomic age. Still, if coal and oil were not at a lower price, for which they set us the troubles and tortures of racial youth, my answer is that it commonly 
community would be dear if offered gratis. Geronimo sighed and said, They are, there you are, the boys. Invisible through the open window, standing together, glassy field of lost in admiration conversation. Uh, just his son pointed imperiously. Geronimo's son nodded and made off a run towards his house. The Dutchman said, There is a youth you speak of. Our race is as much as it ever had. Yes, we are age. Then quickly and pour them out into the mould. Um, Slim scuttled in the room and the door banging behind him. Astronomer said, in mild disapproval, what's this? Then looked up with surprise and came to a halt. I beg your pardon, I didn't know anyone was here. I'm sorry to have interrupted. In mentation, was almost painfully precise. He just said, it's all right, young sir. Yeah, but the astrologer said, but if you have been entering an empty room, son, you should... Would be no cause for slamming the door. Nonsense, said the justice. Younger had done no harm. You're simply scolding for being young. You and your views. He said to Slim, come here, lad. Slim advanced slowly. How could you, how do you like this country, huh? Very, very much, sir, thank you. My son's been showing you about the place, has he? Yes, Red, I mean. No, no, call him Red. I call him that myself. Now tell me, well, who are, what are you two up to, huh? Slim looked away. Why? Just exploring, sir. I just returned to an astronomer. That's what, that's, there you are, youthful curiosity. Adventure lust. Race is not lost yet. Slim, sir, said sir. Yes, lad. Yes, it took a long time in getting the go, getting on with it. So Red sent me in for good, for something good to eat. Don't exactly know what he meant. I didn't like to say so. Well, just ask the cook. She can, she'll have something good for you young ones to eat. I oh, know, sir, men for the animals. For animals? Yes, sir. What animals, what do animals eat? Astronomer said. Afraid, my son, it's city bread. Well, said Justice, there's no harm in that. What kind of animal, lad? A small one, sir. They try, try grass or leaves if they don't want that. Nuts or berries. Would probably be do a trick. Thank you, sir. Then ran out again, closing the door gently behind him. Astronomer said, Do you suppose they trapped the animal alive? He was obviously perturbed. They've come enough. There's no sh- duty on my state. It's Tame County. Full of rodents and small creatures. Red is always coming home. They're pets of another sort or of, um, one sort or another. They really maintain his interest for long. He looked at the clock, wall clock. Your friends. Should have been here by now, shouldn't they? The swing came to halt, and it was dark. The explorer not com- not comfortable with alien air. Felt as thick as soup. He had the breeze shuddery. Even so, he reached out to a sudden need of for company. The merchant was warm to touch. His breathing was rough. He moved it in occasional spasm, and it was obviously asleep. The explorer hesitated and decided not to wake him. It would serve no real purpose. There'd be no rescue, of course. There was penalty paid for high profits which unrestrained competition could lead to. A merchant who opened a new planet could have a ten-year monopoly of its trade, which he might hug to himself, or, more likely, run out to all comers at a safe price. If other planets were searched for in secrecy, preferably, away from the usual trade routes, in, in case such as these... Then there was only little, there was little or no chance the other ship would come within range. Their sub 
FFFX, except the most improbable coincidences. Even if they were in it, even if they were in the ship, that is that is rather than in this cage, where I grasp the thick bars. Even if they blasted them, lose away, they could, they could, they were stuck to hide in the open air for leaping. Too bad. They had landed twice before and sat in the stuck out ship. They established contact with natives who were grossly huge, but mother would have run aggressive. It's obvious they once owned a flourishing technology and didn't face up to the consequences of such technology. It would have been a wonderful market. It was a, it was a tremendous world. The merchant, especially, had been taken aback. He'd known the figures had expressed the planet's diameter, but with, from a distance two light seconds, he stood at a visa plate and muttered, Unbelievable. Oh, there's larger worlds, explorers said. It wouldn't do for an explorer to be too easily impressed. And how many admitted? Well, no. Why? You would drop your planet into that large ocean and drown it. Explorer smiled. It was General Digger, his Australian homeland, was smaller than most planets. He said, not quite. Most followed along the line of his thoughts, and the inhabitants were large in proportion to their world. He said, as though the news struck him less favourably now. Nearly five, ten times your height. Are you sure they are friendly? It's hard to say. Friendship between alien intelligences is improbable. They're not dangerous, I think. We come across other groups that could not maintain the equilibrium of the atomic war stage and know the, you know the results. Intrusion. Intrusive intrusion. Retreat. General decayance. Peace and gentleness. Even if there are such monsters, the principle remains. But then explorer felt the hovering, heavy throbbing engines. He found and said, we're standing too quickly. There's some speculation on the dangers of landing some hours before. Primary target was huge. One of Oxygen, where Oxygen Waterworld, where it lacked the size of the habitable hydrogen anomia planets. Low density made its gravity, surface gravity, fairly normal. Its gravitational forces fell off, but slowly, but with distance. In the short, its gravitational potential was high, and the ship's calculator was run on a meal model not designed to play out landing trajectories that potential range that might that meant pilot would have to use manual controls. Being wiser to still a more highly powerful model, but that would have meant a trip to some outpost of civilization. Last time perhaps a lost secret. Merchant demanded immediate landing. Merchant felt necessary to defend his position now. He said to the explorer, Do you think the pilot knows his job? They landed you safely twice. Yes, thought the explorer in scout ship. Not in, an, not in his own movable freighter. Aloud, he said nothing. He kept his eyes on the variable plates. They were descending too quickly. There was no room for doubt. Much too quickly. Merchant said previously, Why do you keep silence? Well, then, if you wish me to speak, I suggest you have strapped to your floater and keep, help me prepare the ejector. A pilot fought a little noble fight. He was no beginner in the atmosphere, abnormally high and thick in gravitational potential. His well whipped and burned about the ship, but to the, last, to the very last it looked as though he might bring it under control just like that. He maintained course following the exploration line to the point of the northern continent, towards which they were headed. 
only other circumstances were strange more luck. The story would eventually have been told of Vito's heroic mastery rehearsal, lost situation. That within sight of victory, tired body and the tired nerves clamped a control bar with a shade too much pressure that a ship had almost levelled off, dipped down again. There was no room to retrieve the final hot error. There was only a mile left to fall. The pilot remained in his post. Actual landing, his only thought, the breaking of the vessel, the crash, maintaining the shortworthiness of the vessel. He did not survive the ship merely in the soup atmosphere. Five objectors would be mobilised, and only one of them in, t- in time. When afterwards, explorer lifted out the unconsciousness, and rose to his feet. He had an indefinite feeling that put him himself in merchant. There were no survivors, and perhaps that was overcalculation. His loads had burnt out while still severely distant from the surface to have forced done him. Merchant may have been had been less lucky. But less luck than even than that, surrounded by a world of thick, roby stoles, of grass in the distance had trees that reminded him vaguely of a simple structure, structure of the native occurring world, except the lowest branches were high above. He considered normal treetops. He called his voice, surrounding Berso in the thick air, and merchants were answered. A explorer made his way towards him, thrusting violently in the cool stalks and piled a partly path. We hurt he asked the merchant limerist, a spring something it hurts to walk. Engineer probed gently. I don't think anything's broken. You have to walk despite the pain. Can't we rest first? It's important to try to find the other ship, it's shirtworthy. Or we can be repaired. Where the must may live, otherwise we won't. Just a moment a few moments. Let me catch my breath, the explorer and glad enough. For these few minutes, merchant eyes were already closed. He allowed his to do the same. <sighs> he heard the trampling. His eyes snapped even open. Never sleep on a strange planet, he told himself fretfully. Fretfully. The merchant was a wide weight, too. He suddenly screaming was a rumble of terror. Explorer called. Only a native of this planet, it won't harm you. Even as he spoke, the giant was, had swooped down in a moment. There was a grass being lifted closer to his monstrous ugliness. The merchant struggled violently, and of course, quite frightfully. Can't you talk to it? he yelled. His blower could only shake his head. I can't reach a projector. It won't, won't be listening. Then blast it, blast it down. We can't do that. The phrase, you fool, had been, almost been added. The explorer struggled to keep his self-control. They were swallowing space as the months had moved pur- purposely away. Why not, said quite a merchant. You can reach your blaster. I see it in plain sight. Don't be afraid of falling. Simply that, simple than that. So the master's killed. You'll never trade with his, this planet. You never get, they'll never let you even leave it. You'll probably won't live the day out. Why, why? Because this is one of the young of the species. You should know what happens when a trader kills a native young, or even accidentally. What's more, is this trigger point, target point. We are in this state a powerful native. This might be one of his brood. There was other how they entered the prison, prison, prison. It carefully burnt away a portion of thick, off, stiff covering. It's obvious that the height which they were suspended was a killing one. 
And once again the prison cage shuddered and lifted an awkward arc. A merchant rolled to an lower rim and startled awake. The cover lifted and light flooded in. As was the case of time before, there were two specimens of young, and not very different appearance from the adults of the species, reflected explorer, though of course they were considerably smaller. A handful of really grown stalks of stuff between the bars, its odour was not unpleasant. It carried clods of uh, soil uh, at its ends. Moses drew away and said huskily, What are you doing? The explorer said, Trying to feed us. I, t- I should judge. At least this seems to be the native equivalent grass. A cover replaced is set swinging again alone with their fodder. Stim started at the, started at the sound of footsteps and brightened, turned out to be only red. He said, No one's around. I had a eye my eye pilled, you bet. Red said, Shh, look, take your stuff and stick it in the cage. I've got to scoot around back to the house. What's in it? Sim reacted, reached reluctantly. Ground meat. Holy smokes, haven't you ever seen me around meat? That's what you should have not got when I sent you to the house instead of coming back with that stupid grass. Slim was hurt. How did I know they don't eat grass? Besides, ground meat wasn't, doesn't come loose like that. It comes in cellophane and there isn't, isn't that colour. Sure, in the city, out there where we grind our own, it's always this colour till it's cooked. You mean it isn't cooked? Slim drew away quickly. Slim Red looked disgusted. Don't you do you think animals eat cooked food? Come on, take it. It won't hurt you. I tell you there isn't much time. Why? What's going doing back at the house? I don't know, Dad and father, your father walking around. I think maybe they're going looking for me. Maybe the cook told them I met, took the meat. Anyway, we don't want them coming around here after me. Didn't you ask the cook before you took this stuff? Who, the cra- crab? Shouldn't wonder if he, she had to let me have a cup of water because Dad makes her. Come on, take it. Then took the large glob of meat through his skin. Cooled at a touch, he turned away the barn. Toward, turned towards the barn. Red sped away in the direction from which he had come. He slowly, when he approached the two adults, took a deep breath, two deep breaths, to bring himself back to normal, then carefully and nonchalantly sorted past. They were walking in the general direction of the barn. He noticed his... But not dead on, he said, Hi, Dad. Hello, sir. Dresser said, Just a moment, Red. I have a question to ask you. Red turned a carefully blank face to his father. Yes, Dad. Mother tells me. Mother tells me you're not... You were out early this morning. Not really, Dad. Just a little bit before breakfast. She said you told me her it was because you were awake, been awakened tonight and couldn't go back to sleep. Red waited before answering. Should he have told Mum that? Should he have told Mum that? And he said, yes, sir. What was it that wakened you? Red saw no harm in it. He said, I don't know, Dad. I sounded like thunder, sort of, like a collision, sort of. Could you tell... Can you tell where it came from? It sounded like it was out by the hill. Truthful or useful as well, since the direction was almost opposite in that which the barn lay. And just as looked at his guests. I suppose it would do no harm to walk towards the hill. Jonah said, I'm ready. Red watched, watched him walk away. Then he turned to walk, 
turned. He saw Slim peering cautiously out from among the buyers of the hedge. Red waved at him. Come on. Slim slipped out and approached. Did you say anything about the meat? No, I guess you didn't know they, they didn't know about it. He went down to the hill. What for? Search me. They, keep, they just kept asking what noise I heard. Listen. Did anyone make- this podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Eat the meat. Well, says Slim cautiously, they're sort of looking at it, they're smelling it or something. Okay, Red said, I guess they'll eat it. Oh, smokes, they've got to eat something. Let's walk around towards the hill, see what Dad and your father are going to do. What about the animals? They'll be all right. A fellow can't stand all night on them. Did you give them water? So they drank that. See, come on, we'll look at them after lunch. I'll tell you what, we'll bring them fruit. Any of we'll eat fruit. Together they took up the rise and Red, as usual, in the lead. Astrologer said, You think that noise is a ship landing? Don't you think it could be? If it were, they, they may be all dead. Perhaps not, the Duchess frowned. If they had landed, they are still alive. Where are they? Think about that for a while. You're still frowning. Astronomer said, I don't understand you. They may not be friendly. Oh, no, I'd spoken with him there. Spoken with them? Call that ring a conscience? What would their next step be? Invasion? But they only had one ship, sir. You know that because they say so? They might be have a fleet. They told you that about their size, they their size will not matter. They have hand weapons and may as well be superior to artillery. That is not what I meant. I had this partly in my, partly my mind, in mind from the first as justice went on. For the reason I agreed to see and after I received your letter, not to agree to an unsettling and impossible trade, but to judge them real purposes. I do not count on evading the meeting. You sighed, I would suppose it's our fault. You might as well, you write one thing at any rate. Well, I've been set peace too long. We're losing a little healthy sense of suspicion. As sure as my voice rose to the unusual pitch, as he said, I speak. 
I tell you, there is no reason to suppose that you can possibly be hostile. They're small, yes, but they're very important because reflection on the fact that the natives' worlds are small. Our world is not. What for them is natural gravity, uh, not because of our high, our much higher gravitational potential. I actually is far too dense to pull and couple of the same periods. For similar reason, the use of the world as a base says as travel. Except for trade at certain times, is economical. There are important differences in chemistry of life due to their basic difference in soils. They can't eat our food or they we theirs. Surely this can, can be overcome. They can bring their own food, build dome station, lower air pressure, devise specially designed ships. They can. How gullible can you describe feats uh, easier to race in its youth? It's simple that they don't have to do any of that. They are millions of worlds separable for them in the galaxy. So they are millions of worlds suitable for them in the galaxy. They don't need this one, which isn't... How do you know all this information again? This is... I was unable to... I was able to check independently. I'm a astrologer, after all. It's true. Let me hear what you have to, you have to say then. Then, Sir Consider... It was a long time for our astrologers. They would believe that two dream classes of planetary bodies existed. First, the planets which formed the distances far enough for their stellar nucleus to become real cool enough to capture hydrogen. It would be larger planets, rich in hydrogen and anonymia of methane. Examples of these in the giant and outer planets. The second class would include those planets formed so near in stellar centre the high temperature would make it possible to capture much hydrogen. There'd be smaller planets, comparatively poorer hydrogen and richer in oxygen. We know that type very well since we live on our one. Ours is our only system system we know in detail. However, it'd be unreasonable for us to assume that there are only well only two planetary classes. I take it that then that they are that is the other, yes. This is super dense class, still smaller, poorer on hydrogen than the um, planets of the solar system. A ratio of occurrence of hydrogen of non-remain planets and some densely super dense water ocean wells. There's over the entire galaxy. Remember, they are actually conducted a survey, significant small volumes of the galaxy, which we, without stellar travel, cannot do. Is about three to one. This leaves then seven million super dense worlds for exploration and colonization. Just had looked at the blue sky, the green covered trees among which they were making their way. He said, and then any worlds like ours? Jordan said softly, ours is the first system they found which contains them. Apparently, development in our system was unique, did not follow the original laws. A judgeist considered that. What well, it amounts to is that these creatures from space are asteroid dwellers. No, no, the asteroids are one or something else again. They occur, I'm told, in one of eight those systems, but they're completely different from what we've been discussing. How does it, your being an astronomer, change the fact that you are still only quoting those supported statements? But they did not restrict themselves to bold terms of information presented me a theory of stellar evolution, which I had to accept, and which is more vaguely valid than anything of our own astronomy. We've never been able to advise. 
except possible lost theories dating from the before wars. Mind you, theory that originally mathematical development he predicted just such a galaxy as they described. So you see, they, they all have all the words they wish. All the, they have all the words they wish. They're not land hungry, certainly not far land. Reason would be would say so. If that what, what you say is true, but creatures may be intelligent and not reasonable. Our forefathers were presumably intelligent. That is certainly not reasonable. Was it reasonable to destroy almost a tremendous civilization in atomic warfare over the causes our historian, so historians can no longer actually determine? Fondrovis brooded over it for dropping the first atom bomb over those islands. I forget their ancient name. And in one end in sight, in a plain sight, yet events were allowed to proceed to that end. He looked up and said briskly, Well, where are we? I wonder. We are not on the fool's errand after all. The astrologer was astronomer with little in advance. His voice came quickly. No fool's errand, sir. Look here, there. Red and Slim had trailed their elders from, with their spirits of youth, asked by absorption of anxiety the fathers. They viewed the final object of the search was somewhat obscured by the underbrush behind which they had remained. Red said, Holy smokes, look at that. It's all silvery shiny. Silver, shiny silver or something. They slim who was really excited. He caught at the other. I know what it is. It's a spaceship. This must be why our father came here. He's one of the greatest, biggest astronomers in the world. Your father would have to call him if a spaceship landed on a state. What are you talking about? Dad doesn't even know what that thing, that, what that things are there. He only came here because I told him. I heard a thunder from here. Besides, there isn't such a thing as a spaceship. Sure, there is. Look at it. See that round, those round things? They're ports. You can see the rocket tubes. How do you know such, so much? Jim Slim was flushed. He said, I read about it, them. My father had a book about them. Old books from before the wars. Well, huh? How do I know you're making it up? No, you're making that up. Books from before wars? My father has to have them. Teaches at the university. It's his job. His voice is risen and red and to pull at him. You want them to bear us? He whistled indignantly. Well, it, too, well, it is too a spaceship. Look here, Slim. You mean that ship from another world? It's got to be. Look at my father going round and round. He wouldn't be interested if it's anything else. Other worlds? Where are the other worlds? Everywhere. How about the planets? Worlds must, just like ours, some of them. Other stars, probably like planets. They probably zillions of planets. Red felt outweighed and outnumbered. He muttered, you're crazy. All right, then, I'll show you. Hey, well, where are you going? Down here. I'm going to ask my father. I suppose you believe it. If he tells you. I suppose you believe a professor of astronomy knows that. He scrambled upright. Red said, Hey, you don't want them to see us? You've got supposed to be here. Do you want them to start asking questions and find out about our animals? Don't care. You said I was crazy. Nietzsche, you promised you wouldn't tell. I'm not going to tell. You But they find out themselves. It's your fault for starting an argument, saying I was crazy. I'll take you back then, grumbled Red. Well, all right, you better. In a way, Slim was disappointed. He wanted to see the spaceship at closer quarters. Still, he could not break his vow of secrecy, even in spirit, without at least an excuse of personal insult. Red said, It's awfully small for a spaceship. Sure, because it's probably a space ship. But Dad couldn't even get 
into the whole thing. So much Slim realised was so much Slim realised to be true. It's a weak point in his argument. He had made no answer. He was just resolved by the adults. Red rose his feet, an elaborate attitude of boredom all about him. Well, I guess we'd better be going. There's business to do, and I can't spend all day here looking at, at some old spaceship, wherever it is. We've got to take care of these animals if we're going to be circus folks. And the first rule was so, with circus folks, we've got to, to, got to take care of the animals and be finished vericously. That's what I'm going to do anyway. Sam said, what for, Red? They've got plenty of meat. Let's watch. There's no fun in watching besides Dad and your father going away. I guess it's about lunchtime. Red became argumentative. Look, Slim, we can't just, we can't start acting superstitious. We're going to start investigating. Holy smokes. Didn't you ever read at any detective stories? What are you, when they're trying to do, make work a big deal without being caught, practically the main thing to keep on acting, just like always. But they don't suspect anything. That's the first law. All right. Sam rose resentfully. At the moment, the circus appeared to him a rather tawdry shadow substitute for the glories of Stromley. He wondered how he'd come to fall his red silly scheme. Down the slope they went, Sam as usual, in the rear. The Duchess said, it's a workmanship that gets me. I never saw such construction. What good is it now? They said astronomer bitterly. There's nothing left. There's got there be no second landing. This ship's detected life on our planet. Well, for accident, exploring planet parties will come no closer than necessary to establish the fact there are no super dense worlds existing on our solar system. Well, there's no quarrelling with the crash landing. Ship certainly seems damaged. Only some have survived. The ship might have been repaired. They survive. There'd be no trade in any case. They're too different, too disturbing in any case. It's over. They entered the house and the dustbins greeted woke on me. Lunch almost about ready, dear? Afraid not, you see? You got hesitantly at the astronomer. They go, if there's anything wrong, asked the dustbins. Why not tell me? I'm sure I will guess. Don't, won't mind a fa- little family discussion. Pray don't, pay, don't pay any attention, whatever on me, muttered the astronomer. He moved mentally to the front other end of the living room. When I said in low, hurried tones, Really, dear, cook's upset. Been snooping her for hours, honestly. I don't know why Red should have done it. Done what? Justice was more amusing than otherwise. It had been taken the efforts of himself and his son's monster over his wife into using the name Red rather than a previously ridiculous, rude, youngster fashion name that was his real one. She said, it's taken most of the cup chopped meat. Is he eating it? Well, I hope not. It was raw. Then, then what, what do you want it for? I haven't the slightest idea. I've seen him since breakfast. Meanwhile, cook's just furious. She called him vanishing out the kitchen door. I was a throne with a bowl of chopped meat. It's just about empty. He was going to use it for lunch. Well, you know, cook, she had to change the lunch menu. That means she won't be li- worth living with for a week. And we just have to speak to Red. Make, dear, make him promise not to do things in the kitchen anymore. It won't hurt, hurt him to have him to apologise to cook. Oh, come, she works for us. We don't complain about a change in the laundry room. Why should she? Because she's the one who's the double work made for her. She's talking about quitting. Good cooks aren't easy to get. Do you remember the one before her? 
It is strong argument. Jonas looked, industrious looked about vaguely. He said, I suppose you're right. He isn't, isn't here, I suppose. When he comes in, I'll ask for him, talk to him. You better start. Here he comes. Red walked in the house and said cheerfully, Time for lunch, I guess. He looked at one parent and the other. Quick speculation. They fixed the stairs and said, Get, got to clean up first, though. Made for the other door. The justice said, One moment, son. Sir, where is your little friend? Red said curiously. He went around somewhere. We was just sort of walking and I looked around and he wasn't there. It's perfectly true. And Red felt on very ground. I told him it was lunchtime. I said I was supposed to. I suppose it's about lunchtime. I said, we've got to get getting back to the house, and he said. And yes, I went on, and then when I was about to uh, the creek, I looked around, and John interrupted the vulnerable story. Looking up from a magazine, he, he had been slightly, maliciously rummaging through. I won't worry about you, my younger. He's quite self-reliant. Don't wait for lunch for him. Lunch isn't ready. In any case, Dr. Dostris turned once more to his son. I'm talking about that, son. The reason for it is about something happened to the ingredients. Do you have anything to say, sir? I hate to feel I have to explain myself more fully. Did you take the chopped meat? The chopped meat? The chopped meat, he said patiently. Red said, well, I was, I was sort of hungry, prompted his father. For raw meat? No, sir. Just needed, I needed salt. I sort of just sort of needed it. For what exactly? Red looked miserable and made silent. A stroller broke it again. You don't mind my, my putting a few words. You remember that just had a breakfast my son came in to ask what animals ate. Are you ah, you were right. How stupid of me to forget. Look here. Red, did you take it for your animal pet you got? Red recovered indignant breath. He said, well, you mean Slim came in and said, I had an animal. He came in here and said that. He said, I had an animal. No, he didn't. He simply asked what animals at. That's all. Now, he promised he wouldn't tell you. He didn't. As for your foolishness, it's trying to take something, that permission that gave you away. That happens to be stealing. Now, have, now, have you an animal? I ask you a direct question. Yes, sir. It's a whisper so low as hardly to be heard. All right. You have to get rid of it. Do you understand? Red's mother intervened. Do you mean to say you're keeping a mud meat-eating monster animal? Red it must might bite you and give you blood poison. Only little, only small ones. Covered. Red. They hardly budge if you touch them. They? How many of you have? Two. Where are they? Dresses touched him. Her arm. Don't silly, chivy the child any further. Said in a low voice. He says he'll get rid of them, and he will. That's punishment enough. It has missed the matter from his mind. Lunch was half over. Slim dashed into the dining room. For a moment, he stood abreast. Then he said it was almost hysteria. We've got to speak to Red. We've got to say something. Red looked up with fright. The astrologer said, I don't think so. Don't think so, son. You are being very polite. You keep lunch waiting. I'm sorry, father. Oh, don't wake the lad, said the Duchess' wife. He can speak to Red if he wants to. No damage done to lunch. I've got to speak to Red alone, Slim, I insisted. That's not, uh, now that's enough, said the astronomer, with a kind of gentleness that was obviously a manufactured benefit of strangers, which had beneath it an easily recognised edge. Take your seat. Slim did so. 
yet only from when someone looked directly upon him. Even then, he was not very successful. Red caught his eyes. He was made sound as words. Did the animals get loose? Slim shook his head slightly. He whispered, no, it's the children looked at him. Hard and Slim thought it to stop. We've learnt to have a ridge slept out of the room with a microscopic motion at Slim to follow. He walked in silence to the creek, and Red turned fiercely upon his companion. Look here, what's the idea of telling my dad we have breeding feeding animals? They said I didn't. I asked you what well, you fit what you feed animals. And not the same as saying we're doing it. Besides, I it's something else, Red. The Red was not used to his grievances. And where do you where did you go anyway? I thought we were coming up to the house. They acted. It was my fault. They were, you wasn't there. I am telling you. I was trying to tell you about that. Oh, if you only shut up a second, let me spit talk. You won't give. Don't give a fellow a chance. Well, go on then. Tell me if you have got so much to say. I'm trying to. I went back to the spaceship. The folks weren't there. Hey, well, I wanted to see what 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 it was like. It isn't a spaceship," said Red sulkily. "It's nothing to lose. It is too. Look inside. You could. You look through the ports. I looked inside. They were dead," he said. "They looked sick. They all were dead. Who was dead? Them screeched animals. Oh, animals! Only they ain't animals. They're people things from other planets. A moment Red could might have turned to stone. It didn't occur to him to disbelieve Slim at this point. Slim looked too generally the bearer. Such tidings. Oh, he said, funny. Oh, my. Well, what are you going to do? Golly, we've got a whopping. Whopping, if you find out. He's shivering. We'd better turn them loose, he said, Red. And tell them us? They can't talk our language. Not if they're from another planet. Yes, they can, because I remember my father taking, talking about some stuff like that. My mother, when they didn't know I was in a room, he was talking about visitors could talk with mind, telepathy, or something. I thought you were making it up. Well, holy smokes, I mean, holy smokes, Red looked up. I'll tell you, my dad said to get rid of them. Let's sort of bury them somewhere or throw them in the creek. He told you to do that? He made me say I had animals. And then he said, get rid of them. I've got to do them, what he says. Holy smokes, my, he's my dad. So in the panic left Sim's heart. It's totally legalistic way out. Well, let's do it right now. Then before they find out, oh golly, they find out we're in trouble. They broke into the run toward the barn and speak of visions on their minds. It's different looking at them as though they were people, as animals who have been interesting, as people horrible, rise which were neutral little objects before, now seem to watch them with active malevolence. They're making noises, says Slim. They whisper, they're barely audible. I guess they're trying, talking or something, said Red. Funny that their noises they'd heard before had not had significance earlier. He was making no move towards them, neither was Slim. Canvas was off. They were just watching. The round meat, Slim noticed, not having been touched, Slim said, Are you going to do something? Aren't you? You found them. It's your turn now. No, it isn't. You found them. It's your fault. The whole thing I was watching. You joined in, Slim. You know, know you did. Don't care. You found them. That's what I say when they, they come. You're looking for us. They said, all right, for you. But the thought of the conquerences inspired him away. Him away. He reached for the cage door. Slim, what? Red was glad, he said. Now, 
What's about you? One of them's got something on him. Looks like it might be iron or something. Where? Right there. I saw it before. But I thought it was a part of him. But he's, he's people. Maybe it's a disintegrated gun. What? What's that? I read about it in the books from before the wars. Mostly people with spaceships had disintegrated guns. They point them at you when you get disintegrated. He didn't point at us until now. Point at bread with his heart not quite in it. I don't care. I'm just hanging around here being disintegrated. I'm taking in my father, curly cat, yellow curly cat. I don't care. You can call me all the names you want, but you don't. They don't. If you don't bother them, now you don't get disintegrated. You wait and see. I'll be all your fault. He made for the narrow spiral stairs and led to the main floor to the barn, stopped at his head and then backed away, where his mother was moving up, panting a little with exertion, and smiling a tight smile for the benefit of Slim, his capacity to guess. Red, you, Red, are you there? Now don't try to hide, I know this is where you're keeping them. Cook saw you ran with the meat. Red quivered. Hello, ma. Now show me those naughty animals. I'm going to see that you get rid of them right away. Is over despite the imminent corporal punishment. Red felt something like a load fell off his back. At least the decision was out of his hands. Right there, Ma. I don't do anything to them, Ma. I don't know. They just would look like animals and animals. I thought, let me keep them, Ma. I wouldn't have taken the meat. Only they didn't eat grass or leaves. They couldn't find good nuts or berries and cook. Nevertheless, Let's them have anything. We have anything. I would have asked her. I didn't know it was for lunch and speaking on sheer momentum of terror and did not realise his mother did not hear him. But her eyes frozen and popping at his cage was screaming in thin, piercing tones. The astrologer was saying a quiet burial is all we can do. There's no point in publicity now. When he heard the screams, she not, she had not eventually recovered by the time she she had reached him. Running and running, it was moments before her husband could track sense for her. She was finally saying, "Finally, I told you they're in the barns. I don't know what they are." No, no, she barred in just a quick movement in that direction. She said, "Don't you go. Send me your hands with a shotgun. I tell you, I never saw anything like it. Little horrible beast with with I can't describe it. Think that red was touching them." And trying to feed them. He was holding them and feeding them meat. Red began, I only, the slave said, it was not. Justice said quickly, Now you boys have done enough harm today. March into the house. And not a word, not one word. I'm not interested in anything you have to say. Oh, this is all over. I hurl you out as you are. Red, and I'll see that you're properly punished. Turned his wife. Now, whatever it is the animals are, I have them killed. He added quietly, once the youngsters. We're out of hearing. Come, come, the children aren't hurt. At all, they haven't got anything, done anything really terrible. They just found a new pet. Jonah spoke with difficulty. Pardon me, madam, but can you describe these animals? She took her head. She was quite, she was quite wrong words. Can you tell me if they are sorry, said the daughter, I think I'd better take care of her. Can you excuse me? A moment, surely, one moment. She said she had never seen such animals before. Surely not usual to find animals in a completely unique state such as this. I'm oh, sorry, let's not discuss that now. Except the unique animals might have landed during the night. Joshua stepped away from his wife. What are you implying? I think we'd better go to the barn, sir. 
Joseph stared a moment, turned and suddenly quite uncursely began running. Jerome followed. A woman's wail rose and hivered, heeded behind them. The astrologer stared, looked at the astrologer, turned to stare again. Those? Those, said the astrologer, are no doubt we appear strange and repulsive to them. What did they say? Why, I, what are they? They are uncomfortable and tired, and even a little sick, but they are not seriously damaged. And the youngsters treated them well. Treated them well, scooping them up, giving them a cage, giving them grass and raw meat to eat. Tell me how to speak to them. It'll take a little time. Think at them. Try to listen. It will come to you. Perhaps not right away. The Duchess tried. He grimaced for the effort of it. Thinking over and over again, the youngsters were ignorant of, the, of your identity. And he had a thought of something in his mind. We are quite aware of it. Because we knew they might well by uh, they meant well by us according to their own view of the matter. We did not attempt to attack them. Attack them? Thought the injustice. Said it almost allowed his concentration. Why yes, came the answering thought. We are armed. One of over revolting little creatures cage lifted a metal object. There's a sudden hole in the top of the cage, and over the roof of the barn, each hole roamed with charcoal wood. We hoped the foolish thought. It would be not too difficult to make repairs. Justice found it impossible to organise itself to the point of directing or both to fault. He turned to his astrologer, astronomer, and with that weapon in their position, they let themselves be handled and caged. I don't understand it. This Tom thought came. We had not harmed the young of an intelligent species. It was twilight. The industrious was entirely missed. The only meal remained unaware of the fact. He said, Do you really think the ship will fly? If they say so, said the astronomer, yeah, sure it will. They'll be back, I hope, before too long. And they, they do, said the industrious eagerly. I'll keep my part of the agreement. What is more, I'll move the sky and earth to have the world accept them. I was totally wrong, doctor. Creatures that would refuse to harm children. And a provocation who see the horrible. Do you know? I almost hate to say this. Say what? The kids, yours and mine, are always proud of them. Imagine seizing these creatures, feeding them, or trying to keep them hidden. A bowling made him call of it. Red told me it was his idea to get a show at a circus, strength for them, intelligent. Imagine. Jonathan said, Youth. Merchant said, We're going. Will we be taking off soon? Half an hour, said Splora. It was going to be a lovely trip back. All the remaining seventeen of the crew were dead. Rashes had to be left on a strange planet. But they would go with a limping ship and burden on their controls entirely on him. Merchant said, It's a good business stroke, not harming the young ones. We'll keep get good terms, very good terms. Blora thought business. Merchant said, then said, They're lined up to see us off. All of them, don't you think they're too close to you? It would be bad or to be bad or to burn them, any of them. With a rocket blast at this stage of the game, they're safe. Horrible looking things, aren't they? Pleasant enough inside, their thoughts were perfectly friendly. You wouldn't believe it of them. Immature one. The one they first picked us up. They called him Red, provided it to the explorer. It's a queer name for a monster. Makes me laugh. He actually feels bad. We're leaving. Only I can't make out exactly why. Yes, I could come to it. It's something about 
I've lost the opportunity with some organization. Oh, then I can't quite interpret. A circus said the explorer briefly. What? Why the impudent monster? Why not? What would you have done if you found him wandering in our needed world, found him sleeping on a field on earth, where tentacles, six legs, protopods and all? Red watched the ship leave his red tentacles, which gave him his nickname, quivered a great, their regret, a loss of opportunity, to the very last, and the eyes of their tips filled with drifting yellow crystals, they were the equivalent of earthly tears. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 